Welcome to another episode of Success Through Failure. This is your host, Jim Harshaw Jr., bringing you another solo episode of the Success Through Failure podcast. And I had an episode queued up for you, ready to roll. And I said, wait a second, this is a time for me to interject with a, a little different message today. And the title of this episode is Clarity in Crisis. And yeah, we're in a we're in a crisis out there, right? There's 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 crazy things happening, and uh, it's unprecedented. And I just want to be a voice of calm and clarity for you. I want to just bring you some peace and perspective on things. And um, uh, I'm just thankful to to be in this role to be able to do this for you. So, you know, I just want to get right into it right away here. So, I, I want to look back at the early 2000s. I remember I woke up one morning and headed to work. Uh, I was the assistant wrestling coach at the University of Virginia, and driving to work, I turned on the radio, and the Twin Towers had been, at least the first one, had been impacted already, and wow, holy mackerel, what a day that turned into be, right? Um, 9-11, 2001, and it was this day that none of us who ever lived through it will ever, ever forget, right? It was a day that we knew that the world as we knew it was going to change. And there was a lot of talk of, you know, a lot of worse things, sort of this this crisis going on forever. And there was this feeling that this crisis was going to go on forever. And terrorism like that was just going to spread across the country. And there was fear. And then the whole economic impact of that day and the subsequent mindset that followed, it was like, you know, is everything going to change and is this permanent? Well, as we know, that was a very, very tough time for us here in the States and across the world. But it, we came back to a grounded place. Life got back to a normal. Sure, it was a new normal. Um, and there were some people obviously impacted more than others, people who lost loved ones, people who were sent off to war. And that was a tough time. But I do want to point out that we got through it. And up until just recently, before this whole crisis with COVID-19, with the coronavirus, and I don't know when you're listening to this, this publishes, you know, right in the, right in the midst of this or beginning of it. I'm not sure, you know, what the future holds, but this is a crisis that we're in and we don't know exactly where it's going. But, but just like back then, there was a fear of everything's going to change and we're never going to get back to normal. And, and we did get back to a normal. And it was amazing, right? You think of the technology and the economy and all the great things that, that you and I have experienced since then. And we're going to get back to that. So we have to keep that in perspective. Life may never be the same, right? Who knows where this, this virus is going to go? And it is... Um, you know, there are a lot of signs that, that it is being contained and slowed down and, and that we're going to get through this just fine. And, you know, so we experienced 2001, we, you know, the 9-11, we experienced the 2009 financial crisis again, right? Talk of this is going to be depression and it's going to change everything forever. And it didn't, right? We came through that one too, right? Just like, our, my parents came through World War II and their parents came through World War I and, and all of the, the hard things and the hard times that have befallen us. You get through them. 
right? And we will look back on this someday and we're all going to be fine. So I just want to give you some perspective. Number one, that, that this, things like this have happened before. Yes, this is unprecedented. So was 9-11. Uh, so were a lot of other things, right? The, the Great Recession, all the things that led up to that. There's so many things. Like, so we have to understand that this is part of it and this is part of life and we're going to be fine. And at the end of the day, most of us, most of you who are listening to this, we are still, even through this crisis, we're still living better than kings just 100 years ago, right? For a lot of people, the challenge here is going to be missing work and binge-watching Netflix, right? I mean, sure, now there's, there's some folks who are, who are going to lose loved ones, some folks who are going to get sick, and, and I I'm, don't want to make light of any economic challenges and hardships that we all may face. And I am too. It's already impacted me. It's already impacted me financially. But I do know that, man, I am so blessed and so grateful because I'm sitting here at my desk in my home in a wonderful neighborhood in a great country with great friends and family and people who love me and people who I love and, and clean water to drink and food. So we have to keep that in perspective as well. Joe DeSena, when I interviewed him, he's the founder and president of Spartan Races, I interviewed him way back years ago in episode number 27. He talked about architecting a little bit of discomfort into your daily life. And he said, he said this, I'm quoting from that episode now. I actually grabbed the action plan. You can grab the action plan from that episode as well as all of my episodes, including this one. If you go to jimharshawjr.com slash action, just a couple of page PDF, kind of the highlights and cliff notes and quotes and links, et cetera, from all of my episodes. But anyway, Joe DeSena said this. He says, I always knew that happiness was not an absolute. It was relevant, relative. It's easy to make yourself happy by making yourself uncomfortable and then going back to comfortable. It's hard to make yourself happy if you're constantly raising the bar. First, you get a new car, then you get a new expensive gold watch, and then you need a new house, and the ability to make yourself happier diminishes. But if you take everything away and you're fighting for milk every day, then you could just be happy eating a cracker in the rain then you could just be happy eating a cracker in the rain. Listen, there are billions of people in this world who would give anything to be in the midst of the crisis that you and I are in right now. So keep that in perspective. Architect some difficulty into your, some discomfort into your life every day. And then you look at something like this and you go, okay, this isn't so bad. I can get through this. If you listen to the media... It's everything's going to be terrible. Everything's terrible. And, 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 you know, listen, you've got to be educated. But what is the minimum effective dose for you? Sometimes you've got to turn it off. You have to turn it off. Not sometimes, but you, but all the time. There are, there are you know, every day you have to find time where you turn it off. Okay. You can't watch the 24 hour news cycle on social media or, or, or television media, et cetera. So what can you do now? And, and by the way, I'm going to wrap this episode up with action items, okay? I'm going to just talk for a while. I've got a lot, of, a lot of things I want to cover here, but I'm going to give you three concrete, clear action items at the end of this episode that you can go and do and you can implement into your life, okay? 
right now. Whether you're listening to this in the midst of this crisis or after this is over and you're dealing with your own personal crisis down the road sometime, I'm going to give you some clear action items, some things to do. So what can you do now? You can play video games. You can waste time. You can ruminate, right? If you're off work, you're going to have a lot of time to think. If your work schedule has changed or shifted or you're off for a while or, or your kids have an extended spring break, there's a lot of things you can do at that time. You know, you can ruminate. I'm reading the book 10% Happier by Dan Harris right now. And he's got to a part in the book where he, he talked about, you know, is it useful to think about something and ruminate about the same scenario the 15th or 20th time in a row? Is it useful? Is that a useful way to spend your time? Is that effective for you? If not, you've got to find another way to occupy your mind, right? And and just having that perspective, just understanding that makes you go, okay, okay, that's, that's a good point, Jim. I can let go. Right? I'm ruminating on this, this scenario about my job or about school or about the virus or about finances for the 20th time today, and I'm thinking about the same thing, well, it's not, gonna, not doing me any good. Do your thinking and then move on. Journaling helps. Journaling helps you get to a point of clarity where you can, where you can let it go. Or, or journaling or talking out loud with a counselor or a coach, and that's been my role with some of my clients. But you can spend your time ruminating or you can spend your time doing other things, right? Listen, this is going to end. And so how can you best position yourself professionally, personally coming out of this? You know, are are you in sales? Like, do you work in sales maybe? And, And you're seeing a drought up ahead? Sure. So is everybody else. Crush it right now. Crush it. Go crush it. And I'm not talking about making a ton of sales because maybe you can, maybe you can't. I don't know what industry you're in. But you know what you can do? You can build relationships. You can serve. You can build relationships, develop trust. You can serve your company, your boss, your customers, your colleagues, the community. How can you do that? How can you care and love and serve now your customers or your prospects so that when we come out of this, you're going to be positioned for success? This is like the, the dollar cost averaging model that we talked about in my interview with Jared Kamar back when I interviewed him in episode 125. He's actually one of my clients and, and Jared talked about this idea of dollar cost averaging, which is a financial term where you have a finance strategy and you stick to it through the highs and the lows and it averages out, right? And, and it's, it's the same thing here. It's like, What can you do now? What are the habits? What are the things that you can implement so that as you go through this and get out of this, you'll be positioned well? I don't care if you're in sales. I can use that example. Maybe you're a teacher, right? Maybe you work in some totally different field. What can you do now? Who can you serve? How can you help? Right? And and doing it for totally altruistic reasons you know, just giving, caring, loving, serving. Well, guess what? That's also good business. <laughs> That's good, good career advice. Helping, right? Listen, if you have time off, if your kids have time off of school, if you're, you have time off of work, if things have shifted in your life and you no longer have, I don't know, kids sporting activities in the evening or something like that for a little while here, 
Be intentional with your time. Nature abhors a vacuum. Guess what? Your time is going to get sucked up and filled with something. Scroll, thumbing through social media or binge watching Netflix or whatever it is. You're going to fill that time. It's going to get filled. You know, watching the 24-hour news cycle. Be intentional with that time. How else can you use that time? Family time? I just got off a call this morning with one of my clients. Jeff, you know who you are, Jeff, if you're listening out there. He told me this. This is, you know, came from Dr. Gilbert, who, uh, from the Success Hotline, who I interviewed back in episode 33. Get to versus got to. He's like, I get to spend more time with my family. Are you thinking that way? Are you thinking, how can I actually enjoy this? Wait a second, what? What did Jim just say? How do I enjoy this? Yes, this is a mindset. If I'm out of work or I've got extra time on my hands because things have shifted, well, then go to the park with the kids. Work out more. Do yard work. Get out in nature. Read. Take an online course. (laughs) Use that time wisely. Invest that time. Are you in a role where you have tough decisions to make? Like maybe at work, you're in a role where you have tough decisions to make. You have to hit the pause button. That's one way to use your time. Hit the pause button. You know, I've talked about this. You know, if you've listened for any length of time, the, the secret to success, if there is such a thing, as we've learned from these amazing guests I've had on the podcast over the years, is they all hit the pause button. They're key to success is not doing the thing. It's hitting the pause button and asking questions. It's, you know, the productive pause is a short period of focused reflection around specific questions that leads to clarity of action and peace of mind. So I posted a video a few days ago on social media about different questions you can ask, right? And so if you're in a leadership role, and I don't care if you're a parent leading your family or you're a leadership role at work, or you're not in a Leadership role that has a title, but you can lead from anywhere, anywhere. You can lead from anywhere, no matter your position, no matter your title. But your response will be determined by the questions that you ask. So I gave five questions you can ask yourself. Here's number one. What's the right decision? What's the right decision, right? Is there a right and a wrong here, right? Do I choose people or do I choose money, right? Man, there's an obvious right decision there, right? The health and safety of people over, over money, you know, if there's a right decision, make the right decision, right? If, if you make the wrong decision or if you make a decision that you believe is right at the time and then new information comes in or you realize you didn't make the right decision, make the next right decision. That's number two of five, okay? Number one is make the right decision. Number two is make the next right decision, as best you can, constantly course correcting. Number three is this, what's important now? What is important now? Because you're gonna be, sw- you are, we all are swimming in information and in conversations and news outlets and media and social media. So many conflicting voices coming in. What is important now? Think about that question. That's a powerful one that cuts right through the clutter. Number four, what resources am I not yet leveraging? 
what resources am I not let yet leveraging? You know, like if you're if you're a teacher, you have to teach from home, right? Or if you're in you're in some kind of business where you need to sit next to your customer and, and show them something on the computer or demonstrate something to them. Otherwise, use there's a tool called Loom, L-O-O-M. It's a Google Chrome plugin. It's the coolest tool, right? So this is a, a resource that you may not yet be leveraging. It's um basically screencasting, screen recording. It's free, especially they made all the, even their pro accounts are free for teachers and educators now. Uh, such a cool tool. I use it all the time for my virtual assistants and, and even sometimes my clients, but it's just a Google Chrome plugin. You hit record, it records your screen. You can have it, uh, have the webcam on so it can record your screen and your face at the same time, right? This is a technology resource that you may not yet be using, right? You need to, to help your, your mom, your elderly mom and dad who are in a nursing home and you can't go visit them. And, and they're, they're having problems with their computer, you can use a technology like this, right? What other resources are you not yet using? Maybe it's technology, maybe it's supplies, maybe it's human resources, maybe it's people, right? Or groups or organizations. What resources are we not yet leveraging? That's number four. And the last one is communication. Like who do I need to communicate, right? Do I need to sit down and have a conversation with my kids? Do I need to communicate with you know, if you're, you're in business, right, with my boss or, or my direct reports or anybody else, right, who do you have to communicate to and what channels can you use? Email, social media, snail mail, uh, whatever, right? Who do I need to communicate to and how do I need to do it? And there are other questions too, right? Uh, you know, I find journaling on any one of these questions is super helpful. It can be a quick journaling session or it can be longer, but pick just one of these, not two or three or five, because sometimes it can be overwhelming. But if you just pick one of these, I'm going to give you four more here, that these can really be powerful and help you cut through the clutter, through the clutter. Where is, here's a question for you. Where is this creating a unique opportunity for me? Where is this creating a unique opportunity for me? Interesting, right? Think about that. This is how entrepreneurs think, and you can too. I mean, is this a career pivot opportunity for you? Is this a unique opportunity to spend time with family or with your kids or to do that project or to write that book or write that business plan? Where's this creating a unique opportunity for me? This is a mindset, a mindset that some people will adopt and some will not. And guess who's going to be successful coming through stuff like this? Here's another one for you. What's in your power to do about this? What is in your power? to do about this. Listen, there's a lot that's not, right? But what is? What's within your power? Another one here, what would fill in the blank do? What would fill in the blank? What would somebody do? What would that mentor, that person you look up to, that role model, right? Whether it's uh, somebody who you know or you don't know, right? What would Jesus do is the, the bumper sticker, right? That's a a great one to ask yourself, to be honest, right? What would Jesus do? What would whoever you, you look up to, what would they do? All right, here's the last one, then I'm going to move on here. What advice would you give to somebody else in your exact situation? Because you're sitting there saying, well, my situation's unique. Yeah, it is. Everyone's is, right? Because their personal life situation is unique. What advice would you give to somebody else in your exact situation? Pick one of those and journal on it. If you didn't Write all those down. Just grab the action plan, jimharshawjr.com slash action. Grab the PDF with all these, uh, the list of those questions there. 
Now, listen, if you're listening to this episode, you're probably listening to other personal development stuff, right? Whether you're following people like me on social media, listening to other podcasts, and maybe you're just listening. Maybe I'm the only podcast you listen to. Um, but, but you're probably filtering other stuff like this into your life, right? Personal development, professional development. You were built for this. Now, for those of you who are my clients who are listening, those who are pathfinders, because my program is called Reveal Your Path, you are uniquely positioned for this. Now, listen, if you're a client, you're not a client, if you've been listening for a long time and maybe you've followed my teachings in, in the process of Reveal Your Path, you're uniquely positioned for this. You are built for this. And I've asked the question, who are you without your salary, title, or position? And I've long been wanting to ask that in a deeper, more clarifying way. Think about this. Take that question, who are you without your salary, title, or position? Think about this. Who are you, not only without your salary, title, or position, but without your home, without your country? What if, what if something happened and you were moved to another country and you're stuck in a refugee camp? Then... Who are you? That's the deeper question. And if you're a true pathfinder, you know who you are. You know your core values. And you can live those out no matter the circumstances. Whether it's after 9-11, whether it's going through this challenge that we're going through right now, whether any personal challenge you have in your life, whether you're on top of the mountain or the bottom of the mountain, it doesn't matter. Who are you? You're the same person. And what do you bring to the table? How do you live? What is the foundation for your life? What is the foundation for your life? And for, for a lot of folks, it's God, right? I'm, I'm going to read two quick messages, uh, tweets, from two of the University of Virginia wrestlers. These are UVA wrestlers. They had their, their dreams, hopes and dreams dashed because the NCAA wrestling championships were canceled, along with a lot of other things. And this is what they said. This is what they posted. Justin McCoy posted this. He said this actually the very same day. He said this. He said, maybe God, this is a guy who, who qualified for the national championships. This is the peak of our sport. There's supposed to be 40,000 people in the stadium. It was going to be held in an indoor football stadium in Minneapolis, at U.S. Bank Stadium. 40,000 people. This is the pinnacle of this sport in the United States, 40,000 people were in the stadium and another, you know, hundreds of thousands, whatever the number would be watching, maybe millions by the time the, the national finals uh, come on Saturday. But he said, uh, maybe God wants us to fix our eyes on him at this time and know that nothing else matters. Not sports, not money, nothing except for his love for us and our love for others. Listen, whether you're a Christian or not, that's got to resonate with you, right? What matters? The last four words there is our love for others. Think about that. This has come from a, I don't know, he's probably 18 or 19 years old, right? 19 probably, 19, maybe 20. And he said that. What perspective, what amazing perspective for somebody who's just had his life, dreams, hopes, dashed. And then Jay Aiello, he's uh, ranked top 10 in the country. It's another guy, probably 21, maybe 21, 22 years old, he said, the sun will still rise in the morning. No matter how bad things seem or how dark it can get, there will always be a light shining. And he got that from John 1, 4, and 5 in the Bible. 
Like these guys have a foundation. Man, that is powerful. What is your foundation? Right? You know, I talked about the core values. Is there something even bigger than that that is your foundation? That's what you live by in challenging times. I don't care if it's this one or any other challenging time in your life. You're going through a divorce. You got other things going on in your life. What are you built upon? What are your principles? If you have those identified, you're built for this. If you want to work on that, I have no intention of promoting anything, but listen, you, know, you can jump on and have a free call with me 30-minute coaching call, go to jimharshawjr.com slash apply, and you can grab a time on my calendar. But listen, you've got to do this. This is the kind of work that helps you get through things like this. Right? I got, talked a lot about quite a few little action items you can do through this conversation so far, but I'm going to give you three as I wrap up here. Three concrete things that you can do. Are you ready? Here's number one. Identify a time every day where you turn off the media, social media, the news, put your phone down, turn it on silent, turn the television off, get away from the media, right? Spend time with family, go for a walk, cook a nice meal, whatever it is. Identify times during the day where you can just turn off. Number two, what can you do of value, right? If your industry is a mess right now, can you build relationships with prospects? Can you, can you reach out to people? Can you show them how much you care? Can you spend family time? Can you write that business plan? Start writing that book? Can you, can you do something of value, right? What can you do of value right now as opposed to just sitting on your hands? Number three, productive pause. I mentioned the productive pause. Short period of focused reflection around specific questions that leads to clarity of action and peace of mind. That's journaling, that's working with a coach, that's prayer. Now listen, I've also, I've, I've had this thought over the years of like extending this definition of the productive pause to this, who, this sort of revised definition, and I don't think this really encapsulates it as well, but, but there's this sort of extension of this that I see as like this short period of focused intention around specific actions that leads to clarity of action and peace of mind and balance and clarity in your life. So that would include things like exercise, eating right, getting sleep, reading. Double down on those core habits. What are the core habits that you know that you need to do to be the best version of yourself? You have to be the best version of yourself for, for your family, for your clients, for your colleagues, for your community. Just do these things, right? It's going to be easy to drink more alcohol and, and cope with any stress that you're facing with more food, more alcohol, staying up late, et cetera. No, eat right, exercise, get the right amount of sleep, read, pause. I hope you take action on these. I hope you take action on these. And I'll wrap up by saying this again. Be grateful. Be grateful for the blessings that you have in your life. Because at the end of the day, we're still living better than kings 100 years ago. Thanks for listening. If you got any value out of this, I hope you'll consider sharing it. Share it with a friend. Share it with a family member. Share it with somebody who needs it. This is episode 239. So just tell them to go to episode 239, Find Success Through Failure podcast on iTunes or Spotify or Google Play or any of the other places you listen to podcasts and go to Jim Harsha or just go to episode 239 or you can go to jimharshajr.com slash 239. As always, take 
the time to get clear on your goals and embrace failure as a stepping stone on your path to